hungry. Hey everyone, it is me, Lisa Lillian, also known as Hungry Girl, back with another episode of Do the Right Thing. I am here today with Jamie and Mikey. Hey guys. Hi Lisa. How are you? Doing well. How are you? I'm great. I'm really happy. I feel super energized because we're recording this on a Sunday and usually mm. like we record during the week and I'm like in the middle of 30,000 meetings. Maybe we should make <laughs> like maybe Sunday should be podcast recording day. Maybe we should record in the morning, make Mike edit it all day. We'll record it Sunday night. What do you guys think? <laughs> I love hey, how Jamie... football on. Hey, hey. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't watch football. Um, anyway, today, well, that's okay, Mike, you can watch football during most of this podcast. I know you'll be producing it, but it's really going to be like a one-on-one interview. Jamie is going to be interviewing me today that's about the new true. book. I um, actually thought about putting the football game on the TV because we're recording this in our TV room, but I, I know Jamie would be distracted be by it, so I, I turned it off. <laughs> no, no can do. But yeah, today we're having a conversation about the new Hungry Girl book, Hungry Girl Fast and Easy on that recipes in 30 minutes or less not everything is 30 it's a big deal it's officially out by the time people hear this interview it will officially be available on amazon barnes and noble wherever books are sold right so it's coming out actually yesterday if you're listening to this the the day the podcast is released the book is going to be released yesterday So that's exciting. But it's really two days from now. Not to confuse things. Um, But before we jump into this very exciting episode, I want to talk a little bit about today's sponsor. Our sponsor today is, get ready, get ready, get ready, McCann's Irish Oatmeal. More applause, more applause. All right. So this sponsor definitely hits the easy part of today's theme. McCann's has perfected methods for growing and harvesting oats that makes McCann's Irish oatmeal so fantastic. It really is. Like, I I am such an oatmeal fanatic, and McCann's is the best. And I always wondered why, and I recently found out Ireland's field, soil, water, and time-perfected methods make the oats just taste better. Have you ever heard anything like that? <laughs> no, but it makes sense. I mean, that, like, the texture and the flavor is just so perfect. Yeah. I mean, I never think about how the soil might affect the taste, maybe the water, but it's really great tasting oatmeal. There's nothing artificial in it at all. Just the whole plump grain steel cut into delectable smaller pieces. So it's like perfect. The texture is hearty. It's got like that nutty flavor. It's chewy. It's unbelievable. Steel cut oats. I don't know if you know this, they're the least processed of all the oats. And these are to me the best tasting. And Mm -hmm. I have to say, we have to link out. I know we don't usually, I mean, sometimes we do, but we have to link out to one of my favorite recipes that was for the, what was it? It was a gingerbread oat bake that used Mm. these oats. So good. Like Mm -hmm. just, it was like a holiday recipe, but it's something you could eat all year long for sure. Absolutely. Please do not pigeonhole that delicious recipe to December. It's so good. And it's also great. You can use this oatmeal to make muffins, slow cooker oatmeal, so many things. And if you'd like the recipes that they provide, and there are great ones, visit mymccanns.com. So that's M-Y-M-C-C-A-N-N-S.com. 
And of course, you can visit our Foodcast page for our recipes and tips and tricks and things that you hear in this episode. And that is hungry-girl.com slash foodcast. Beautiful. Okay, so we have no, you know, the breaking choose today has to be the fact that the book is out. So, mm-hmm. like, we're skipping all the other boring news. This mm-hmm. is, like, the real news, right? <laughs> I'd like to think that other podcasts are announcing this as their breaking news. <laughs> Lisa <laughs> Lillian's new Hungry All Cookbook is out. I know. I have to say, I'm going to say something, and I know it's unrelated, so before we jump in, but that promotion that we're doing with Stop and Shop mm-hmm. might be, like, the most effective thing we've ever done. Because <laughs> this weekend alone... I have gotten texted from nine different people who wow. said they heard me in the store when they were shopping. Like you're my voice the, over the, the PA, radio. You're on the, the, the over. Sh- <laughs> it's wow. like, I'm like, wow. So anyway, totally well, unrelated. Uh, that's all right. We'll give people on our Foodcast page a link to the Stop and Shop Hungry Girl collab where they can find out some great information about awesome food finds at Stop and Shop and other places. We should have someone record it when they're in the uh, the Stop and Shop because we don't have Stop and Shops out here on the West Coast. So maybe someone can record it so we can hear it. Yeah, but we have the recording. Lisa recorded <laughs> it. No, I know, but I produced it. But I mean, I, Wait. I, 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 I'm thinking well, I want to hear how it sounds through like those little tinny speakers that's you know, supermarkets and then have. through a phone. Yeah. Yeah. If anyone sends that in, they deserve a prize. So if All you right. happen to be shopping at Stop and Shop and you can catch me saying something there, then yes, you can win a prize. I don't think, I think more people will have sent their teeth in, the yeah. photos of their teeth in, than do this, but that's okay. Some, we'll somebody has accepted that challenge yeah. right now. Uh, text me 805-380-8075. Uh, with your voice or video or no, uh, audio message of Lisa at Stop and Shop. I wonder if someone will just try to impersonate you and be like, here it is. Hi, this is Lisa Lillian. I don't think, first of all, I don't sound like that. (laughs) Second of all, um, uh, I bet somebody is now like turning off the podcast and leaving and going to do that. Don't do that. Please don't do that. Move it on. All right. Lisa, you ready? I'm ready. I'm so excited to talk about the new book, Hungry Girl, Fast and Easy, all natural recipes in 30 minutes or less. So just to kind of start out, for people that may not know a lot about the Hungry Girl cookbooks, can you kind of give a quick rundown on some of the others and tell us about the new one? What can people expect? Um, Sure. It's funny because our friend Hungry Boy, John, our friend John Vaccaro, he's always thanked in all of our books and he like works very closely with us. The other day I was like testing out some of the trivia questions and one of my trivia questions for that Facebook Live was hey, how many cookbooks have there been? And I asked him that question. And he said, what, is this like number seven or eight? <gasps> and I was like, For what? shame. <laughs> yeah, it's number 14. So basically, um, the rundown is Hungry Girl Cookbooks started probably in around 2009. There had been 14 of them. Always try to have some kind of a fun and relevant hook for each of the cookbooks. I think probably the most memorable of all the books was 200 Under 200, which was 200 recipes under 200 calories. And it's probably the book to this day I hear the most about. Um, and it was that was book number two, and it was amazing. But over the years, things have changed a lot. I think in the early days, the books did not have color photos of every recipe. There was like a little insert section with photos or two insert sections. Now the past three or four books, everything has been shot beautifully. So this book has beautiful color photos. The whole concept of Fast and Easy sort of came about because as we have been doing what we do and Hungry Girl has been running like a well-oiled machine, I might add, since 2004. Which Crazy. is 
it's crazy. It's a long time. And over the years, people just keep asking for, well, I want to spend less time in the kitchen. I need recipes that are easier. I need recipes that use fewer ingredients. So the last book was simply six and everything, every recipe in that book had six main ingredients or fewer. And this book, we're like, well, what can we do to take it to the next level? And we decided to do a whole book that has 30 minute or less recipes. And I think it's amazing. I think the next book, the recipes are going to make themselves like that's going to be the concept. You just buy the Better book start and start working on it. <laughs> it's already in the works. Um, and the inspiration really is just that it's like, everybody's asking for it. So like the, the benefit that we have that I think a lot of people don't have is that we have day to day contact with the audience. It's like, you know, whether we get feedback from the daily emails, we're checking the Facebook page, seeing people on social, reading the comments. We know exactly what everybody wants. And this book was what they asked for. And that's exactly what they got. So I'm very, very excited about it. Love it. And by the way, one of my favorite things about it too, besides the fact that they're 30 minutes or less, is there's a lot of meals and about a third of them are five ingredients or less. And the rest probably don't have many more ingredients than that. That's amazing. And there are a lot that are 10 minutes or less, like mm-hmm. like 10, like super easy. Some of the ones that I see that are 10 minute recipes, I'm like, that's a stretch. It's really like a three minute recipe. But that's okay. <laughs> and I would be remiss if I didn't mention the lay flat binding, which people, yeah, what is you that? know, it's like in the past, if you are a person that uses the Hungry Girl cookbooks to death, like you've got everything dog-eared, you have your like little post-it notes, and I see this all the time because people would bring their books to the book signings like that, and a lot of times they have the books open and the spine would sort of break. I don't want to say that the books are not well made because they are and they're beautiful, but if you open and press down your book and keep it open on the counter, sometimes people would say they had a like, you know, fix it or tape it or whatever. I've heard that. So we decided that this book should have a binding that you could, you could basically open it to your favorite recipe and sit on the book. (laughs) Please don't do that. But it would hold up perfectly. So it's like a new concept. I was very excited for it and I've been testing it out and I absolutely love it. Me too. So what would you say are like some of your personal favorite recipes? People always want to know your favorite recipe concepts or recipes that are in this cookbook. Well, I mean, as far as recipe concepts, like uh, people are always like, what is a recipe concept? And I feel like what I like to do with Hungry Girl is find something that works and stick with it. Like uh, I'll give you examples of some concepts that exist in our world. Egg mugs, um, a concept that exists is a growing oatmeal. Mm -hmm. In this book, some of my favorite concepts, definitely the cucumber subs, because those are my favorite things in the world, probably because I'm pretty much anti-sandwich to some degree. And that's like, for me, the easiest way to eat a sandwich. One thing that I really um, felt was important to include are a lot of the hot and cold salads Mm because those are my absolute favorites. Like I spent years making salads and I'm not a dressing person, but when you make salads that are like topped with like almost like a hot entree, it I don't know. It's just something about what it does to the rest of the salad. You don't need dressing. Mm -hmm. There are probably some that do include dressing. And we do have a whole section on salad dressings in this book. So I do say it's not like I don't think dressing is important to others. But the hot and cold salads to me are amazing. The 10 minute power bowls like I am over the moon excited about those. The power bowls are just the easiest and 
they're just filling. Um, a lot of them are just loaded with protein, all great ingredients, just amazing. Protein roll-ups, that's another concept that's very me, and, and it's very snacky, but, you know, I tend to eat protein roll-ups even as meals. Um, and then, of course, the peop- the things that people really like, like sheet pan meals, one-pot meals, those are more common. They're not exclusive to Hungry Girl, but there are so many of them in there, and I think people are going to absolutely love them. Yeah, I like the sheet pan meals because they're easy enough that Mike can make them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mike, you're a good cook. I made some sheet pan uh, turkey meatballs the other day. Ooh, were they, were they from the book? In the, in the book. <laughs> it was. It, well, not from this book, but it was from the website. Awesome. Well, why yeah. would you use another recipe other than a Hungry Girl recipe? I would be disappointed. That's like treason. <laughs> it's like, I don't know what, but it's bad. Uh, so... I got to be honest, I got some help with this interview and I turned to the fans in the Hungry Girl community for some questions. So not to put you on the spot, but we got some fan questions. Are you ready for them? I'm ready. So Elizabeth wanted to know, are these recipes created from common items that we probably already have? Mm, Yes. That's it. No. Uh, Yeah, they they really are. (laughs) Question done. I mean, I feel like all Hungry Girl recipes are pretty much created from things that are either already in your fridge or pantry or you would be just about to buy them on your next shopping trip. And I did that because I remember being tortured as a child, not literally, (laughs) but like I would always want to make recipes out of cookbooks and everything in the recipe were like, there were like so many ingredients that I either never heard of. My mom never heard of. Like my mom is like, she wouldn't even know what cumin is. She's so like simple. If it's not salt and pepper and chicken, like she just doesn't even know it. So I grew up always like dreaming of making recipes from recipe books, but they all seemed so complicated. Mm -hmm. And so when it was time for me to start putting together cookbooks, I thought I'm only going to use things that are very common, very easy, um, nothing that seems intimidating or complicated. So this book is no different. Everything is just completely simple and Every day, every day ingredients is what I would say. Yeah, I love that we have a supermarket list at the end of the book and it's really short. <laughs> it's just all the fast and easy staples that you would need for this book. Speaking oh. of which, uh, we had another fan question. Someone wanted to know, what are some of your personal fast and easy ingredient staples or just staple foods that you always keep on hand? Well, let me just read uh, pages 332 <laughs> to 336. No, actually, I, I don't have time to do that, but like, For me, staple ingredients are like egg whites or egg beaters, cauliflower rice, frozen, or just heads of cauliflower that I make myself. But Green Giant has like the best cauliflower rice, Uh, spiralized veggies, pre-cooked proteins, you know, chicken, tuna, um, like laughing cow wedges, cream cheese, almond milk. Broccoli slaw. Am I going too fast? I hope not. Mm-mm. No, I'm writing them all down. Go on. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, those are my personal, those are my personal favorites. Also, I do keep a lot of fresh and frozen fruit in the house because mm. I use a lot of frozen fruit for my shakes and my smoothies and my slushies. So that's yeah, basically... Can I come over? Absolutely. Just wear, a two, ma- <laughs> wear right. two masks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, so on a similar topic, Joanne wanted to know, do you have a favorite fast and easy kitchen appliance or a gadget or something along those lines? My favorite 
uh, it would have to be still the Nutribullet. Mm. Like I just, I use it for everything. It's like I know that some of the recipes call for a food processor. I don't know if there are any that call for a food processor in this book, but even when they do, guess what I use? I use my Nutribullet. Mm-hmm. Like it's I'm always cheating. It's <sighs> it's definitely my number one. Um, and then also my air fryer. Like to me, the air fryer is the best invention of the last how many years? I don't know when it was invented. Five or six years ago, I'd say. I, know, I don't know. Like, do you remember, Jamie? I know we're going to get off topic, but it's interesting. There was a company called T-Fal, T-Fal, T-F-A-L. <gasps> I remember. And, yeah, they sent us an air fryer like 10 years ago. And we were like, what is this unitasker? Who needs this? I gave it away. Uh, they just didn't market it well. And then well, all mm-hmm. of a sudden, like, I don't know. What happened? I think their spin was like, you can make potato chips out of potato. Or French, French fries. Like, yeah, it was like, like it was very, very specific. Mm. <laughs> right. But like the air fryer, for those of you who don't have one yet, I mean, it is the single greatest thing that can make your life so much easier. Even my mom who like, she doesn't cook much wow. these days. She's older. I got her one of the cute little baby one quart ones in like mm-hmm. red and she loves it. She uses it to make veggie tater tots. And Aww. she like, she's really cute. She reheats things for my dad and there all the time. But so you can sweet. use it. Like for me, it, my favorite use of it is to make dumplings. Like all mm-hmm. kinds of like oh. wonton wrapper, egg roll wrapper, gyoza wrapper dumplings. And I don't know. To reheat everything. Next book inspiration, <laughs> air fryer. It's funny. You uh, you mentioned Nutribullet and air fryer. And those are the two things that we just recently bought. Like I, I use the Nutribullet now for my shakes, which it's life, life changer, um, game changer, lifesaver. And then the air fryer. We've used the air fryer probably every day over the last week. Mm-hmm. We've made chicken, fish. Uh, I put a sweet potato in there. I burned um, a sweet potato in there. Jamie burnt my sweet potato. <laughs> but Aww. yeah, it's so and it's so easy to clean. That to me, that's the that's the selling point. How easy is it to clean? <laughs> very, very, very. And it's funny, the Nutribullet, like I have a fantastic Nutribullet. I probably have two, and we have a couple at the office as well. But then I got like a text the other day on Amazon. It was on the treasure truck, that's, and it was like a Nutribullet is thirty nine dollars. That's why is I that bought it. You bought yeah, it. Yeah, I got the same text. Okay, <laughs> I bought it. I'm like, why am I buying this? Because I'm so obsessed with the Nutribullet, and I was like, well, I hope this is usually like sixty. Right. It's really not. I think it's like it's normally, we saved ten yeah. extra dollars. Yeah. It's actually it's ten dollars like more, but it was on the treasure <laughs> truck. So. But exactly. I'm because of that. I'm going to um, get those two accessory, uh, those smaller um, cups mm-hmm. that come with it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I'm excited for both of those products. <laughs> well, I have my I have my fourth or fifth Nutribullet <laughs> sitting in a box right now. So there you go. All right, enough gadget talk. Let's talk recipes. We got more fan questions. Um, Andrea wanted to know what's the process like of bringing the recipes to life to the point that they're ready to be published. Do they get taste tested a lot. Uh, Sabrina said, how many fails before you decide this is the recipe? Uh, You know, people ask this all the time, especially when I'm at book signings. They're like, well, how do you create the recipes and how many times you fail and how many times you have to go back to the drawing board? I feel like, you know, because there's such like a, a small team of people that have been working on recipes with me for so long that there's like a shorthand and there aren't very many fails and it's not like we have different help, you know, helping develop recipes over and over. It's like conceptually, 
you know, we go over them. A lot of them come from just things that we read or inspired by or things that are trendy. They're always developed on paper. And before they go into the kitchen, I look at them and tweak them. If I didn't actually develop them myself, somebody else sends them to me and I will rework it on paper. So when it gets into the kitchen, there's no surprises by the time it's cooked and it's taste tested. So um, everyone always wonders like what that process is like and how complicated it is, but it's it's not. These recipes are so simple mm-hmm. that normally when I develop a recipe or a recipe is on paper, you basically know what it's going to taste like mm-hmm. by the time it's made in the kitchen. And so I feel like there are always times where it's like the, the rounds of changes are normally like, oh, this would be better with cilantro mm-hmm. or like this is really missing scallions or there's too much pepper or mm-hmm. there's not enough flavor. Let's add up the garlic. It's usually pretty simple. Yeah. I don't think that that we've had a lot of failures. But, you know, the bottom line is that each recipe is taste tested many times and prepped many times in the kitchen, mm-hmm. which is, you know, it, it, it's it's too important to not do that. So can I tell a funny I, I story? Think, <laughs> sure. In the early days, I remember we had a recipe where a typo was made between the time it was approved and the time it was ready to go into an email and one teaspoon of salt became one tablespoon of salt. And I caught it before it went and I was like, oh my goodness. And so now we have a very efficient process where every time, even after it's approved, it gets tested again from the final written recipe to make sure that it's exactly what Lisa has taste tested and signed off on is exactly what you get in front of you. Yes. Otherwise, you know, we could we always try to like make everything work. We could have just called it salty something <laughs> like salty, exploding taquitos. Like ex- exactly. Crusted. That's my, God. <laughs> my favorite story. It's like we made these taquitos and they kept exploding. And I'm like, just call them exploding taquitos and everybody will love them even more. And that's exactly what happened. Yep. But no, we, we took the salt out of that. One, which is great. <laughs> no, I do think one of your superpowers is being able to taste a recipe and figure out like the exact one thing that's going to take it to the next level. Like you'll taste a recipe and I can see the wheels in your head moving and you just start to say, I think if we added, you know, a little bit of chili powder and then it's like, boom, that's what takes it over the top. It's a very fun job. I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> so talking more about the recipes in the new cookbook, uh, Kelly asked, are there a lot of vegetarian recipes? Does the book have Weight Watcher points? Kelly, there are a lot of vegetarian recipes. There are 51 vegetarian recipes in this book, which is a lot. And a lot of them that are vegetarian, you can make totally plant-based and turn them vegan very easily. And for the Weight Watcher points, yeah, those are online. They're not in the book. And people do ask all the time, hey, why aren't the Weight Watchers points in the book? And the answer is really two twofold. One is that Weight Watchers really would prefer that we did not put their points in the book for whatever reason. So we always say, okay, we won't. Um, and the other reason is they change their plans so frequently. We don't want the books to feel outdated. So mm-hmm. you can go online to get the points for this book and you can find those at hungry-girl.com slash fast and easy. And you can do fast and easy or fast ampersand easy. Both of those will get you directly there and you can find the points values there. PSA, we recently updated the past, I want to say, at least three books um, to include all of the current points values on the website. So if you go to hungry-girl.com slash books, if you have a book that maybe was from the last Weight Watcher plan, you can check that out. And there are now more current information than ever. 
That's amazing. That's like a lot of work. Yeah. We're, uh, we deserve uh, pats on the back. applause for the, uh, the stats team that did that. <laughs> shout Big out. Time. Shout out to Lynn. <laughs> shout out to Aaron and Katie. Um, and by the ice. way, I love too when you were talking about how easy it is, even the ones that aren't vegetarian. We literally have a section of the book that's called Make It Vegan Plant-Based Swaps. So if you want to make it vegetarian or vegan, we make it really easy for you. All right. One more fan question about the recipes. Paula wants to know, uh, are there a lot of multi-serving dishes and do they freeze well? Yes, um, there are a lot of multi-serving dishes. There's a section in the little key in the front of the book. It's called family size, I think, meals. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of them. And most of them do freeze perfectly well, like yeah. almost everything. I think like maybe spiralized veggie noodles don't freeze perfectly well, but I've even done that and been fine with it. But I think they're totally freezable and it just try it. Like just make them and freeze them or just eat it all in that week. <laughs> That's what go. I end up doing. Well, what wait, can I just tell you, wait, I have to tell a funny story. It's not really related, but it's something I do all the time. So when we are in recipe development, and Jamie, I don't even know if you know that I do this. This might come as a total surprise for you because you're not always like in the kitchen mm -hmm. as things are like every single thing is coming out. So normally we'll be testing like three or four or five things a day. I will often just say, put these three things together in the same container yeah. and mix them up. They're that good. And it's like they're mashup recipes. No, they're like I eat them together. Yeah. So it's like a... Even if it's a Mexican thing with a fried rice or whatever, I make it one dish that sounds and I incredible. just eat it at the same time. It's really Future good. Future cookbook, <laughs> Lisa's mashups. Um, and by the way, I feel like every question that we get, the answer is there's a guide for that because there's a freezy does it guide that tells you exactly how to freeze, how to thaw, what works well, what doesn't. Page 330. Uh, Page 330. Yeah. I'm going to go there right now. Yeah, well, so it does say what not to freeze. Yeah, you can't freeze a salad. Like, why would you do that? But you can totally freeze all the stir fries and the soups and the stews and the sheet pan meals. And, you know, I, when you defrost, I like to just leave it out on the counter typically mm -hmm. for like two or three hours. But, it, you know, I remember somebody was like, well, how do you defrost something that's fully frozen? I will find a way to defrost anything within like five or ten minutes and make it ready to cook and eat like i have been known do you do that too uh, yeah like i'll, I'll tell find you whatever <laughs> okay i do i change the settings on the microwave mm -hmm. sometimes i take something and i will put it in like foil mm -hmm. if it, it probably is already in foil then i put it in like an airtight ziploc bag and i run boiling yes, hot water over I it do. do you do yeah. that i know i learned how to do all those things like when i was a a child and you were really hungry <laughs> i was really hungry and we didn't even have a microwave like i would make everything in the toaster oven so yeah I, desperate times i freeze a lot of i make like huge batches of soup and freeze it and that's what i'll do i'll run it under hot water till it gets like thawed enough to put it into a microwave safe bowl amazing it's perfect amazing perfect so is there anything else new and exciting about this cookbook that you want to tell people about well, I do think the lay flat binding is worth bringing up again because it is so helpful. And it's like, it's better to me than like a spiral bound cookbook because those feel sort of old fashioned and it's hard to identify like when you see the spiral like in your cookbook collection. But mm -hmm. this lay flat binding is really special. And I have to say the photos in this book are absolutely unbelievable there's something about it like i know the past few books our pictures have been absolutely gorgeous but 
These photos are outstanding. And there's something about the ability to hold a cookbook in your hand. And this book has over 150 recipes, so that's a lot. And I know the daily emails are great, but there's something about having like a product that's tangible Mm -hmm. that you can just pick up Mm -hmm. and use and hold and hug and (laughs) sleep under your pillow with. (laughs) Don't sleep under your own pillow. (laughs) I feel like, too, it makes it even easier because I'm more likely to make a recipe like yeah you can bookmark and keep them in your world but having this nearby in my kitchen I have a bookshelf right next to my kitchen it's like when I'm trying to think about you know if Mike's doing a you know a grocery order I can kind of flip this open and be like oh wow here's six ingredients I need to make this you know creamy pesto chicken bowl done mm-hmm. oh I just opened the book to this steakhouse spinach salad it is unreal like these salads but one of my favorites is the honey barbecue steak salad Mm. it's mm-hmm. so i think you're making i'm making a she- honey barbecue sheet pan chicken to oh but that's the day before this comes out well that's okay we can link people to so if you guys don't know every tuesday in january lisa's doing facebook live cooking demos with recipes from the book we will link you to the ones that have run so far and then you've got two more so tune in every tuesday in january 5 p.m eastern time no no five pacific eight eastern thank you mikey <laughs> you're welcome Eight Eastern, yes, yes, and I gave away a lot of prizes. Tons and I guess prizes. let's not forget about the Central and Seven Central. Oh, and Six you. Mountain Time. I feel like they're the forgotten time zones. They are, they are. We're, we we apologize. <laughs> we apologize. We apologize to you. We didn't mean it. We also need to apologize to my mom, who said eight o'clock is just too late for her to stay up. <laughs> well, she needs to move to a different state. Clearly, that's the reason. <laughs> Well, she could she could watch it on replay, um, as they say. I told her. Mm-hmm. I told her that. All right. I think it's safe to assume there's no book tour this year. Oh, no, there's not. But there's wait, there's something we should put on the page because there is there are some book events and some of them. All right. We're going to try to plan some kind of big Zoom thing, but it's not planned yet. But for now, I know this coming Sunday, I am doing some kind of Zoom event that actually is open to the public, even though it's sponsored by like, I, I'm not sure, like a temple or something like a consortium of temples. And it there's, I know there are options. There may be some kind of a cost associated with it. And that's to cover the cost from the temple. It's not like a, it's like a $6 thing. Um, but we should link to that on our show page. So, yes. cool. but there is no book tour. So, um, I know, sadly, there's no book tour. There are no book signings. But, like, could, could you imagine, like, the people in line signing books? Like, I had a dream last night where I was at some event and nobody was wearing masks. And this is oh. what our lives have come to. Like, I'm having yeah. nightmares about people forgetting to wear their masks and, like, <laughs> everybody being on top of each other. So, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe well, think how lo- think how long the line would be if everyone was six feet apart. You'd feel really popular. You'd be like, look at the size of this line. (laughs) This line is like six football fields and there's 20 people in it. Yeah. All right. What is next? What's next in the world of Hungry Girl? Um, Well, believe it or not, even though this book just came out, there's another magazine that's coming out in like a couple of weeks, like at the end of January, which is a little crazy. And we might have some... Hopefully some more fun sort of live streaming video news that has something to do with Amazon, but we can't really say just yet, but that's exciting. I'm very, very jazzed about that. That's so exciting. And I don't know. Am I forgetting anything? I have one quick question. 
Yes. Are there peanut butter recipes in the book? <laughs> There's Mike's, Mike's question. Let's see. That question. I feel sure there are several peanut butter recipes in this book. And I know we use powdered peanut butter. And let me look. Wait, hold on. Let me find exclusively, specifically the recipes that involve, but involve peanut butter exclusively. No, but where peanut butter is included in a major way. I see a lot of peanuts. Um, I see peanut, creamy peanut butter and powdered peanut butter. So there's an Asian peanut cool. dressing. There is a peanut butter and apple smoothie. Ooh. And then there's a bunch of peanut recipes. But peanut butter and say, apple smoothie. That's what I'm yeah, going to do. Sounds great. That's good. I would say this is not a peanut butter heavy book. So... Mm -hmm. Mike, this is not a book I would buy for you if you're looking just for peanut butter recipes. Luckily, I have access to the book, so <laughs> <laughs> I could still I could still use it. <laughs> and you can put peanut butter on like the two ingredient cake mugs. You could oh, yeah. smear them with a little peanut mm -hmm. butter. You could put peanut butter on a lot of things in this book, yeah. actually. Good idea. Not the cucumber subs. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lisa, the most important question. You ready for it? Yes. Drum roll. Where can people find Hungry Girl Fast and Easy? They can find it probably already on their bookshelves, wouldn't, mm -hmm. wouldn't you say? But if you don't have it yet, you can <laughs> find it wherever fine books are sold. I think a lot of people are going directly to the page that we have on our website to see and shop around online for the best prices. But I know Amazon always has great deals, Barnes & Noble, Walmart, Books A Million. There's a lot of great booksellers, but everyone who sells books is selling this book. Walmart, Target, you name it. That book is there. And we'll link to it on the uh, Foodcast page, too. But do you ever notice that there's the line is wherever fine books are sold? What about bad books? Where are bad books? Is there like a place where bad books are sold? Yeah, bad, badbooks.com. Oh, okay. Our book is not there. <laughs> Crappybooks.org. Gotcha. Okay. That's, a, that's another favorite website. I love that they're a .org. <laughs> .gov. Yeah. .dot. Uh, Dot edu, not dot edu. Yeah, dot edu. Those are all the boring books. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Amazon now, it's not that this matters to anybody, but Amazon now sells textbooks for students. Really? Yeah. I saw Th those poor, those poor bookstores and colleges, yeah. but not that anyone's going to them anyway well, that, these days. That's probably why, because mm -hmm. it's probably now everything's online, so you can buy it on Amazon online. I feel like we should do Ooh. some giveaways for this episode. What should we make people do and what should we give them for their efforts? Well, um, already we, we did, we tipped people off in the beginning of the episode to something they could do. So if you miss that, you can go back and listen to it. But I think mm -hmm. that we should um, just give out random prizes to people who like are cooking out of the book and, and sending pictures to Mike of things they've made. Oh, maybe yeah. they should post it in the Hungry Girl community. Okay, that's good. And then take, and yeah, tag, tag, Mike. tag Mike if you can. Mike, Mike Sherry. Mike, are you in the community? Yeah, at Mike. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm in the community. Yeah. Yeah, so at Mike Sherry, S-H-E-R-R-Y. Yeah, tag Mike. And if you make a recipe and tag Mike, you might win a prize. Yeah. What will you win? You might win a Hungry Girl dish towel. Ooh. You might win a Hungry Girl set of measuring spoons. Ooh. You might win coupons for fabulous free foods. Who knows? Mm -hmm. But that's a good idea. Jenny. Very exciting. And I like that Yay. we tag Mike, so he has to <laughs> manage that. <laughs> Tag your. Yeah, I was trying to go off of Facebook, you know, like half the amount of time that I'm normally on. That's gonna 
have to wait until February, I, I guess. I spend most of my time on <laughs> yep. Facebook in the community. It's the <laughs> loveliest place on Facebook. I know, Jamie. Thank you for that. You're always in the community. I go, I'll try to like like things and then it's like hard to keep up because yeah. mm-hmm. everybody's amazing there and like the support there is incredible. And by the way, I am not... My posts in that community page are not nearly as popular as a bunch of other people's posts. Like some posts get hundreds of comments, thousands of likes. It's unbelievable. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. if you're looking for motivation, there's a lot of like Transformation Tuesday and people sharing. Uh, my dad, I know, has been in there sharing his 70 pound weight loss. Yeah. I think crazy. most of it in quarantine. He looks amazing. Your dad looks amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He's a hungry boy. He's a hungry girl enthusiast. He's amazing. All right. I think that's it. Are we wrapping things up? Wrap her up. All right. We are wrapping up. We will be back next week. But this week, your assignments are to do whatever we said to do to get your free prizes, to review the podcast. You could also subscribe to the podcast. You could subscribe to the daily emails. You could check out all the fun stuff we did on our show page, which is at hungry-girl.com slash foodcast. And um, just continue to be safe and healthy and a nice person. (laughs) That's all I got. I'm Lisa Lillian, also known as Hungry Girl. Till next time, chew the right thing.